As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone. My name is Darian of Lab Shenanigans, and this is Scientifically Speaking. On this week's episode, my guests and I, we talk about residency, experiences in our previous labs, awkward social events, and what we're up to now. It is recording. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scientifically Speaking. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Jess Messier. She just finished her MD-PhD at Baylor College of Medicine and is now a pediatrics resident at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. And she's going to do a neonatology fellowship, hopefully, fingers crossed. Are you nervous? Um, no. <laughs> I, I mean, no. I, I, I'll get in somewhere. I don't know where, you know, with the weird match system. So this episode, I'm like filming everything ahead of time. And so this episode won't be posted until probably late April, early May. A couple of days ago was a whole match thing, right? Oh, yeah. For um, for residency. It was a residency match process on gotcha. Friday. So like two days ago. Yeah. So you don't have to go through all that because you're already in your residency program. Oh, no. Fellowship. You match again. Oh, really? Yeah. So when do you finish your... I'm going to ask a lot of dumb questions because okay. I'm not in med school. Is your fellowship like in the middle of your residency or do you have to finish your residency first and then you go into your fellowship? Yeah. So you finish your residency and then it's a whole nother process afterwards. So for mm. all, pediatrics residencies, three years, and then all the fellowships are an additional three years afterwards. Holy moly. You're, uh, I know you're in school for a long time. I'm going to be like 40 by the time I have a real <laughs> job, probably. But hey, I mean, a lot of people that go into med school, more specifically into the MD-PhD program, generally come in with like another boothang so that they don't try to find their boothang and try to get married in the middle of all that. Well, you, I mean, you got married early on, so you kind of saved all that. <laughs> so Jess and I, we met when I was a research technician at an institution, institute that I will not mention. But I was working as a research technician, research tech two in a lab. And my- research tech one in my heart. <laughs> well, no, no. I think research tech. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I get it. What, I is, get what, what does research tech two mean? Two means we're more experienced. Oh, yeah. two's better than one. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. okay. <laughs> two heads are better than one. Okay. Do you know that reference? <laughs> two heads are better than one. It's from Dragon Tales from PBS Kids. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay. 
So, <laughs> so yeah, I was working as a research tech too in, in a lab and you were in my PI's husband's lab and you were MD, PhD. We met my first week when I started working, started working there because, and I think we clicked immediately because we found out that we went to the same undergrad school, UT Austin. Yeah. I studied biochem theater. You studied math, right? Correct. And when did you graduate? I, when did I graduate undergrad? Uh, 2012, actually. You were 20. When did you finish? I finished 2017. Oh, I'm a lot older than you. Yeah. But you look a lot younger. No. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I don't have that Asian skin like you, though. No, okay. Well, we're not going to play this compliment game where we're just showering <laughs> each other with compliments, but keep going. No. <laughs> And I think it's really interesting that you studied math and you went to med school. That's not very common. I don't hear a lot of math majors. Yeah. I think a lot of people generally go for like a physics PhD or something. And this bitch over here went and studied and went to medicine. Did you always know that you wanted to go into medicine? I did. I went into college knowing I wanted to do med school. And the cool thing is that you don't, you know, you just have to do the pre-med like requirements, prereqs. And so you can really major in anything you want, like Mm -hmm. people major in theater, English. And so I really liked math and I thought, well, I might as well learn something new that I I won't ever do again, you know? I I love that. That is a really good good way to view college. Um, That's why I studied theater. I also love the way that you said theater theater i know everyone makes fun of me i'm sorry no i don't think theater honestly if you said i studied theater i would have been like i would have been like oh damn yeah (laughs) (laughs) did you know early on that you wanted to go into the md phd program um no no i knew i always wanted to go to medical school and then it was uh the summer after my freshman year of college I applied for like a summer research program at the University of Vermont, just honestly, with the Mm. intentions just to boost my resume for medical school. Oh, you're Um, that pre-med student. (laughs) (laughs) And I got in and it was in neuroscience. I was Mm. in a neuroscience lab in in Vermont and I loved it. I love my research experience. So then when I came back to UT that my sophomore year after that summer, I joined the research lab where we did research with rats. And mm. then I just ended up deciding to apply for MD PhD. I didn't think I'd get in because it's pretty competitive. Yeah. Somehow I did. Wow. I'm loving yeah. this humble brag. You're like, I wasn't like even like, trying. Like I just no. applied. the institution that we met at is, is pretty, pretty prestigious. And you got in. They only accept like what? 10 MD PhD applicants every cycle. I think that's how many are enrolled every year yeah um but i think they accept more because uh, gotcha, not gotcha. everyone goes there gotcha. i want to say they probably accept like 40 50 but oh really wow. yeah i think so you were thinking about doing md phd for a while i remember i was i was but and then you just applied phd yeah well i think in the very beginning when i was working as a research tech i was so set on applying for md phd I already took my MCAT, did shadowing, yeah. good GPA and all that. And I think maybe I was comparing myself to a lot of un- other MD-PhD applicants who 
had already published, who had worked in a lab for a long time or were like already on papers. And that's honestly why I decided to work as a research tech, because I was like, I need a, I need a, I need to step up my pussy game. I need to be on papers. And so I was hoping to publish a paper, at least have my name on something, you know, and then yeah. apply to, to some schools because my, my PI was, um, a physician scientist, she gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of advice on navigating through medical school, PhD. And I think because she kind of knew, she saw firsthand how I worked. And um, she was like, I think you would, I think you're more fit for PhD program than med school, just because like the way that I think and yeah, um, yeah, and all that. And I was like, okay, I, and this is early on, my PI and I had a really good relationship. Early on in the very, in the very beginning, uh, we were, my PI and I were very close because it was just, yeah. just us two. Well, it was just you two. And I remember you were working, like, you would work, like, 15-hour days. She liked that, huh? Yeah, well, in the beginning, I was, I was so passionate about this project, and I really didn't mind. I, I loved working in the lab. I think I was surrounded by really good people that was just, like, self-motivated. You, you're one of them. By the time that I met you, you were already in the lab for, like, I think three years, two years. When did you start? What year? I started beginning of 2018. Okay. Yeah. So I started, I think 2015 was probably my PhD. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I probably joined the lab beginning of 2016. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think our institution in general is just like very, they're, they're high expectations that need to be met. And I think because everyone was this has like this this fire burning in their butts that we have to publish a lot and get data and more figures and blah 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 blah. And so I think over time I got like a little stress, but a little burnt out. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely love the grind of of being in lab, and it's always I don't know. There's always that that little little moments of euphoria when euphoria. I love. I I started watching that show, <laughs> but anyway, um, like those little moments of euphoria when you make a discovery, when you find a good image or when you get data that you were not expecting, but yeah, you know, that, so that, that's the, the stuff that the, the stuff that I go for in research yeah. because our PIs are OBS married. We spent a lot of time with our labs too. And um, we did boot camp together and. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did boot camp for a love for, I say a long time, but it was like a couple of months. An exercise um, boot camp. It was an exercise. Why did, oh yeah. Why do you stop? I stopped going because it's very, it's for a very good excuse. And the excuse is laziness. (laughs) It's a really bad excuse. I was, um, well, it's a combination of laziness. Um, I wanted to spend more time in the lab and I didn't want to pay for bootcamp because it was kind of expensive. Um, Yeah. The times that I went, it was, I was on my month trial, but the, the coach was really chill. He knew that I was part of y'all's group. And so he would like give me like this extended free month thing. And so I, I took advantage of that. And then the time, the, the moment that I had to start paying, I was like, all right, let me take a little break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun though. We would go to boot camp. It was with our PIs. Oh yeah. We yeah. got our PIs to come. Yeah. And uh, we did this like twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, yeah, right? Tuesdays, Thursdays. Four to like six or something. Oh, it was not two hours. It was like an hour, I think. Yeah. Was it? Because mm-hmm. I would always remember coming back around 
like seven. Maybe five to six. Oh, yeah. Darian would actually go back to lab afterwards. Yeah. And with the PIs, I would be like, yeah, screw y'all. I'm going home. You would go to lab like around five or six, or at least you would wake up that early and then you would go to lab hella early. I'm an early bird. Yeah. And you would leave lab like around 350 or whatever, and then go to boot camp and then go home, which is, I yeah. think, a really good schedule. Me and the PIs, we would go to boot camp and then we would come back and then occasionally they would order dinner and then we'd all eat together. And it was a good like, family time. Those were the early days that I genuinely enjoyed. Like I was so, 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 so close with my PI. And yeah. I'm so like traumatized by a lot of things that happened after after you left um so you left i think like 20 or you graduated i'm sorry so you left like as if uh, something bad happened no <laughs> you and your pi on great great terms and i remember attending your defense it was really good your defense was the first one that i've ever attended and i don't know why but i always thought it was going to be like a regular lab meeting i thought it was going to be casual but I love your last couple of slides where you thanked your PI and you included all these great memories of, of them. I vividly remember you included a slide that said that they are kind of like a tiger parent. And well, I was he's like, my tiger PI. Yeah. Yeah. And I was them. like, that is, that's a great way to see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in a very, in the nicest way possible, it all comes from a place of love and that there is this tough, tough love that's kind of implemented by, more so of your PI. And I really like your PI's um, teaching style, pretty laid back, but also like hands-on and making sure that, that you do your stuff. Yeah. I did 2012 to 20. I think I finished my PhD 2018. Then I did my last years of med school, finished med school 2020. Yeah. And then yeah, I started yeah. residency. What year is it now? 20... <laughs> 2022. 2022. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this okay. is this is what med school, this is what med school and residency does. This is what they do yeah, to you. Yeah, it never ends. <laughs> Personal statements never end. <laughs> Standardized tests never end. Oh, yeah. yeah I hear yeah. that a lot yeah. from other medical <laughs> students. Your PI and I are, are great terms, and I, I really look up to them. In fact, um, I'm skipping way, way, way ahead. I'm in a new lab now, and your PI is collaborating with my current PI. And so I, I didn't know that at all. Wait, whose lab are you in? Can you tell me off the record? Yeah, yeah. I'm on I'm in Jersey's Lebowski's lab. Yeah. Ooh. I'm I'm still the med center. Last I checked, it was like you got into and yeah. then you were like, I'm gonna take a year off to work yeah. on my work on my image. Social media. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, so- and I'm still doing social media. I really do miss the lab. Like I miss doing research so, so much. And by the time that I decided that I wanted to pursue a PhD, it was already, it already passed the cycle. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, what I do in my free time? Let me just kind of want to work in, I kind of want to kind of dip my feet in, in a biomedical engineering yeah. lab, see what it's like. It's a blend of neuroscience and biomedical engineering. It's neuro, yeah. neuroengineering. It's, that's, that's what they call it. And so I, I've been working in this lab for about, about a month now. Okay. And I love this lab. I'm like thriving. I love it so, 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 so much. And I love Good. everything. What, what's, what's the, like, what kind of stuff do you guys research in your lab? 
All right. So my in my old lab, we studied very rare human neurodevelopmental disorders, and we studied those disorders in mice, and we characterized them. In my lab, we are looking at methods of non-invasively modulating circuits in the brain by different variations of therapies, like gene therapy. So right now, I'm studying in a mouse model how to deliver genes using focused ultrasound, and we're trying to target specific regions of the brain. Um, and that's cool. that's pretty much like the watered down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's only been that's a month, and so yeah, it's it's. I'm loving every aspect of it, and I think what I love about this lab is that it's super duper collaborative. Um, I think because my old lab, we were just so small. I was tackling every aspect of my project on my own, um, which I think is really good because it it allowed me to learn new methods and new techniques of different experiments. In this lab, everything is kind of divvied up. Where this person works on this aspect of the project, and this other person works on this other aspect, and that's something I'm not, I guess, used to. Well, it takes a yeah, and it takes a long time to become like an expert or a master at any given technique. So if you're yeah. trying to do every single technique yourself, yeah, then you know you're probably spending a year or two yeah. just like trying to master those techniques. Yeah. And that's, I didn't know that. Yeah. My old PI early on, she kind of just ingrained in my head that it's your project. You need to do everything yourself. Yeah. Well, my, my PI said the same thing. Um, but his reasoning was, well, if you're, you know, in the future, when you're a PI yourself, if that's the path you choose to take, you're going to need to know all these different techniques. Yeah. And like, I mean, so that makes sense. But now looking back, it's like, okay, well, even if I do want to be, do basic science and be a PI, it's going to be like 10 years outdated by the time I'm there. So true, true, kind true, of true, true. Um, irrelevant what I learned back in 20, what did we say? 2015. <laughs> we have our lab meetings every Monday and um, half the lab works on like cell stuff. And then the other lab works on mouse stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to say that like, I'm probably one of the younger people in this, yeah. in this group. Hold on, I got to burp. I literally do this on every episode. <laughs> I always burp because I'm literally drinking coffee right now. What are you drinking? Starbucks. I always get Pike's Place. Oh, you, it's just a coffee. Okay. Yeah, it's one, it's cheap. And the caffeine kicks in so quickly for me. You know, you should try the shake and espresso drink. The shake and espresso? Yeah. Okay. Espresso. Okay. So like a grande shake and espresso comes with three espresso shots. Oh my like god. That's like the that's like the baseline. Girl, I will be bouncing off the walls. I'll be doing backflips, <laughs> kicks, and shablams. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely there's a lot of perks to doing every experiment in my old lab myself because I feel pretty knowledgeable and like I I feel like I can give adequate advice on you know sectioning and staining and all that. Um and even just like critiquing projects and rationales and everything themselves. One PhD student gave a lab meeting this this past week, and it was really good. I, I felt kind of bad because I, I don't know. I, I think lab meeting is a time where we constructively criticize each other. And like, yeah, oh, definitely. Know? And I just felt bad because I was like, oh, like, hey, I think it's a good idea to not use red and green on slides because oh, of are, colorblind. Are, yeah, colorblind. Um, also, I think, you know, like try including, you're only looking in, in male mice, I think you should also try looking into female mice because just in case like the reviewers might ask you to look at both genders, uh, maybe like increase your sample size a bit more, maybe look at more sections. And 
quite, I don't know if, if everyone goes into lab meeting the same mindset that I do, but I, I really do try to criticize and critique as much in the best way possible so that yeah. we really help each other, you know, yeah. but everyone was really quiet. And I just felt like I was just consistently just like unmuting myself. And, bah, 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 uh, try to do this. I really hope that, you know, when it's my turn to give lab meeting that everyone's like that too, that we help each other. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you rather your like colleagues give you that feedback versus, yes. you know, you're presenting a poster and, you know, a random yes. person like you're sexist, you aren't looking at females. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Has like everyone ever tried to bash you on your presentation or poster presentation or just a meeting? Uh, no, no. I would say most people are usually nice and give constructive feedback. Okay, okay. That's good. You That's know? good. Yeah. I think the for me, the only person, and y'all can hear this on episode one, the harshest critic that I've ever had was always my PI. I always try to give them benefit of the doubt that it came from a place of like love and that that they were trying to help me. But I think sometimes they don't understand the, the boundaries that they're crossing. And so I think when it, even though it comes from like a good place, like good intentions, I don't think the delivery was as good. I guess that's my coping mechanism is to always give the other person benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah that's if, good. If you randomly bash on me one day, like, Darren, you blah, 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 I probably would be like, hmm, she's having a bad day. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's stressed. Don't take it personally. <laughs> that was always me. But I think there are times when, like, I would just crack and I would get frustrated no, I, I, I remember, I feel like our PIs were similar. I mean, they were married, but I had to tell my PI, I said, you know, sometimes like positive feedback is good too. Like, mm. you know, just, just like kids and dogs, you don't train them with negative reinforcement. Yeah. You train them with positive reinforcement. Yep. And then after that, watching them try to be positive, he would like, give me a good job. You patched that cell. And he'd like, give me a <laughs> it was so like unsincere. It was so funny. <laughs> So are you still planning on um, PhD? doing a, a PhD? Yar, I'm planning to apply this upcoming cycle. I really love this lab. And the goal is to hopefully join this lab and either continue on this project or further expand on this current project. So you would do biomedical engineering at Rice? Is that or Yeah, but my only hesitation is that girl it's math heavy it's so math heavy so what i'm saying is this is actually why i brought you on the podcast because knowing that you studied math i'm going to give you all of my homework and you're going to do it for me so okay <laughs> well the funny thing about math ph or a uh, math like studying it is like it actually has very little to do with numbers and it's more theorems and proving theorems and it's very not very applicable to the everyday world. Looking back, I wish I maybe majored in like computer sciences. I think mm. that would be a lot more useful. Mm. At least yeah. like medicine and, and like research, you know, like research as well. Literally everything is coding nowadays. Like I computer know. science is so, so relevant. I wish I could code and I hate victimizing myself because I'm like, I wish I could do this. And it really is so easy to learn how to code. You could just Google, but I'm, I'm a busy guy. Maybe that's that's what it is. Yeah. I'm just a busy guy. <laughs> we need. You should get on the podcast. I'm going to bleep. We're going to bleep on their okay. name. Their name. Also, whenever I mention someone, I always try to use like uh, gender neutral 
So I say they, them. This person uh, that we just believed out, they were a research tech in your lab. Yes. And they were also my PI's cousin. Small world, small world. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're so chill, laid back. And they are currently now in med school. I think they're in their second or third year. I think third, because I, I texted them not too long ago. I think they want to do either psychiatry or mm. radio or anesthesiology. I need, mm. I, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to them again and see. I, I have not talked to them in, in a while. I think yeah. the last time I talked to them was uh, their housewarming party years ago before I left the lab and uh, playing Mahjong, huh? No, no, no. This, this is after that. A lot of the social events that we had when you were still in lab were pretty fun, especially the dumpling party. At your oh, house. I love dumplings. That was that was so so fun. And you brought the the Wii, the dance, yes, the dance game. And that was so fun. Yes. And then after you left lab, social events just got super awkward. Oh. To a point where everyone would just sit down and we would just like kind of all just stare at each other. And it would just always be small talk. It was so, so awkward. Oh, gosh. I dreaded going to these social events. And I just <laughs> felt like I had to go to them because, you know, just just to, yeah. you know, just out of politeness. Well, I feel like you, our other friend, the lab tech in my lab and myself, yeah. we were always the fun ones. And then us two left. Then it was just kind of you. <laughs> it's funny because two Christmases ago, they did White Elephant online and my PI invited me and I did it just out of politeness. And it was just so, it was so awkward. How does an online White Elephant work like with presents? Isn't White Elephant like there are a bunch of random presents and you choose it? Yeah, but I think everyone, how did it work? How did it work? You give like virtual presents? No, everyone had like physical presents, but it was with them. So like, let's say I drew your present. You'd be like, I want to choose this present. Oh, Jess brought that. All right, Jess, can you open it in front of us? And then you would open the present and be like, all right, I brought this. Okay. And so this present is technically oh. mine now. It, it was That's so awkward. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> think, imagine that. But then the the social awkwardness yeah. of it all, that just it made it even more awkward. Yeah. And I, I just remember sitting, oh my gosh, like, I am so glad this is not in person because I would feel, and it was a lot of new lab members too, because people were cycling through my PI's lab because people were not staying there for a long time. Maybe because my PI was just trying to apply for more grants. And I think because it just takes a long time to train someone, like the data wasn't rolling in as quickly. I want all the tea. Mm. Um, yeah. So I Googled the labs, both mm-hmm. of our labs before this. So I was like, I wonder like who's in lab. Yeah, I didn't. No, I recognize, I think, one person in their lab, in your PI's lab. Who who stayed? Almost everyone that you know. I mean, I say everyone. There was only me. And did you even know uh, Veronica when she came? I think she maybe started right before I left. But no, they have some PhD. She has some PhD students now, too, right? It looks like. She has one. They. Who's the PhD student? Oh, okay. So she rotated through our lab when I was just getting ready to leave. I kind of gave her some warning signs like, hey, you know, if you want to join this lab, the project, the research is great, but here's the managing style of the PI. And, you know, if you want to join, beware, learn how to navigate through this, learn how to work through it. I think they kind of just brushed it off because they had no intentions on joining this lab. So cool. 
And then after I left, I was catching up with one of the research techs who, who replaced me and just catching up with them to see how they're doing. And they're like, yeah, actually joined the lab because apparently she joined a toxic and even more toxic lab. Oh, who was the more toxic one? I actually don't know, but they could not handle that lab. So they ended up like just backtracking and joining, yeah. Yeah, joining this lab last minute. And they're like, oh, like anything beats that toxic lab. Now oh. she's like, she's suffering. It's so bad that she had to get a, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Uh, where like, you ha- no, you have to, that too. But you have to leave because of like a mental, it's oh. a mental health. And in t- lab. Yeah, I'm sorry. In their lab. In, yeah. And my PI, my old PI is trying to find some loopholes in that, trying to make them come back or at least work at home. But that defeats the whole purpose of that. Like, why are you trying to... Exactly, yes. So that, that gives you a better idea of how yeah. our, our, my old PI is. She would always try to find a loophole or try to mm, try to force or manipulate you to do something that she wants. It's so frustrating. That's ultimately why I decided to leave. I just could yeah. not handle it. And it was annoying because she would always, she would always victim blame. Like... Oh, if you can't handle this, then it's on you or you need to be a better, better student. It was always funny to me because you were a research Ah! assistant, number two, granted Mm -hmm. you were number two, but like you're salaried, like you get paid to work 48 hours a week. You aren't right. Like, aren't you only 48? And then I didn't know how, but like she somehow pressured you, treated you like you were trying to get your PhD by saying like, oh, you need to get this paper out if you wanted to get into grad school to force you to work 80 hours a week, which is just, yeah. oh, sorry, is this oh. baby? Um, <laughs> oh, you're, you're good. Oh, you're so cute. Hello. Hello, you kitty patiti. <gasps> Say Hello. hi. Hello. Aww. <laughs> he is so freaking cute. We haven't talked in so long that you're a mother now. You are a yes, mother. She's a I have mother. two kids. Two. two holy moly how's motherhood treating you oh it's good it's good it's fun it's definitely you know instead of staying out till 2 a.m <laughs> partying you go to bed at like nine o'clock every night <laughs> i mean which, which is not I new like. because yeah you, you That's always... i'm like your grandma so <laughs> you wouldn't understand i remember you always told me that you're like, yeah, um, I would be in bed by like 9 p.m. and then check like my location. And you would always say that I'm in lab at like 9 p.m. Oh, wait, we followed each other. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. my friends. I turn off by my friends because I would often share my location with my my friends. And they would always ask me if I wanted to do things and I would be too busy. I just wanted to, yeah, I just, like, I just want some privacy. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, just, yeah, just, no, just some sense of privacy. Just just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, I definitely used to follow you. I forgot. I forgot. For the most part, I didn't leave lab until like 1 or 2 a.m. Because I, I was trying to get data. And then you did that too one time. You you misunderstood what your PI said. And you stayed in lab till like overnight until 6 a.m. Because you were trying to, I think, scan documents or something. No, I think I had to like get just based off of my research design. So I did a lot of, you know, electrophysiology of mouse brains. And it was like the data had to be recorded on day X. I don't even really remember like day 21 after birth. And so like I had to get my data and then I don't think I even was successful because I was so tired. (laughs) I just kept messing up. We'll play a game real quick. Yeah. Okay. Can you give like a 
five minute breakdown of your project, but give it as if like you're defending your project right now. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> my my PhD. Yeah, your PhD. Um I can't remember this. Okay, so my my presentation's called um the paradoxical effect of light gated chloride channel. Mm-hmm. So we got a chloride channel from an algae and it was termed GTACR2, which is an anion channel. Mm-hmm. Anion means a negatively charged particle, if you remember from your. Oh, your, I remember OCHEM you know, or general, general chemistry. Yeah. And so this was an optogenetic channel. Um, and so what would happen is when you shine blue light on the, the channel, yeah. it would open up and allow anions to flow through um, and channels that lets anions flow down their concentration gradient. So from mm-hmm. higher concentration to lower concentration to try to, you know, even out that negative charge on both sides of the membrane or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's supposed to inhibit cells. Um, mm-hmm. because another another channel is like the GABA ion channel mm-hmm. and GABA in the brain is Come on, inhibitory um, neurons is inhibitory right yeah. and chloride which is a negatively charged particle flow through and so this optogenetic channel is supposed to essentially be like a GABA GABA channel but we can activate it with light which mm-hmm. allows us in mouse brains or in human brains yeah. we could inhibit certain subtypes of neurons and to either see how they behave or potentially, you know, for treatment options. And so when we were using this to try to inhibit certain types of cells in the brain, we found that it actually activated those cells, Mm -hmm. which is, is not what you'd expect, right? If it's mimicking a GABA channel. And then we ultimately found that the chloride concentration in the axon of a neuron was higher than and other parts of the neuron so that in the axon chloride is actually excitatory yep. um, and which is kind of a new a new thought in neuroscience because <laughs> we always think that GABA channels are inhibiting the neurons but if they're present in the axon of neurons they actually could be exciting them there mm. which yeah and then and then we kind of modified this channel to make it truly inhibitory for use in you know, future studies. Wow. I that, know. That was that was really that was three minutes. Wow. Okay. okay, okay. I, I love the breakdown of that. Wow. That I'm was glad like... I remember that. <laughs> oh my that was good. Like and um you published in eLife and they made a little video about it too. A little animation video. Oh okay. I kind of don't remember that but Wait. oh they did. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh um after watching the animation video that kind of kind of pushed me in that direction of like I think that's what I probably want to do long term where like maybe I can using my editing background and science background I could probably work on these types of videos like long term or like in the far far future you know I'm still thinking like what I want to do in life with after I get my my PhD and you know I want to like inch my way towards television but I don't want to do television long term I just want to gain more experience and then maybe work backstage or like camera or like technical stuff with um tv and then gain more skills in that area and then hopefully i don't know work my way up to but like do it for like science yeah yeah science this is yeah, yeah this will all like be science related and then probably like work my way up to like illustration and working on videos like like the one they made for you and yeah. i think that's that's kind of the goal that i'm i'm going for 
think like in the past couple of years that we've that we haven't talked that's you know you we follow each other and that's what I've been doing on on social media and yeah well you're such a good you know presence on social media now I feel like it's good for you to be I feel like science the science community is so kind of like restricted because we don't talk to non we don't talk in the way non-scientists can understand Mm. and so you're a very good kind of Oh, I know, but you know, like you're I gassing think what you me up right is now. very important. Like, gas prices are so expensive and you're like, oh. you're spending so much money gassing me up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. $65 <laughs> probably to fill up your tank. Holy moly. Oh, speaking of which I need to fill up my gas tank today. I was planning to like go out of my way to go to Costco to save a couple cents to fill up on. <laughs> tank. What's, up, what's fill- the cost down in Houston? Oh, I forgot. I keep thinking that you're in Houston. You're not in Houston anymore. Um, the cost, honestly, I don't know because I have such tunnel vision when I drive. I don't really look at the gas prices. <laughs> you haven't filled up your tank yet. I haven't filled up my tank in like two, three weeks because oh, I don't wow. drive a lot. I don't drive a lot. Do you walk to work? I do not walk to work. I actually stay in my boyfriend's apartment. You have a boyfriend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, we God. have so much catch up to do. Yeah, we um our four months just hit. Four months is a while. <laughs> From his place, I walk over to to lab. It's a quick, quick walk. I buy all my food and I just store it in lab and I just eat in lab so I don't have to <laughs> drive out. And so yeah, like I don't I don't drive a lot. So um, you live in lab again. Yeah, pretty much. Um you live I in lab, live... not your boyfriend. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I spend most of my time in lab. I uh, wake up before my boyfriend and then I leave. And then by the time I come back, it's like, I'm trying to come home at a pretty decent time so that I have enough time to spend, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can spend okay. time with him. So I come so you back. You are staying in lab till one. AM. No, I'm staying in okay, lab good. till like 10, 11. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not that big of a difference, <laughs> but Hey, no one's forcing me to stay in lab this late. I'm doing it out of my own. That's training. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm, I need to fill up on gas. Going back to that story. <laughs> okay. I want to say gas, you know, why am I even saying this? I could just easily Google. I want to say it's like, it's $4, $4. Okay, okay. Yeah. Here in Pittsburgh, it's, I think it's like four, like 20, 430, something like that. 420 ish in oh. Houston. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't pay attention to the, to the gas prices on the street, on the road, because I'm like, huh, I don't need this gas. I'm better than you. I have a Costco membership <sighs> and I'm going to save a couple of cents. Probably by the time, the amount of like distance it takes to drive to Costco. Like, exactly. I it's know. Wasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh. How is Pittsburgh? It's good. It's a cool, it's a very cool city. Um, I'd never come here before I interviewed. Girl. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's awesome. And well, imagine now all these interviews are virtual. People are like our current interns. They like a lot of them had never even come to Pittsburgh and then they just match here. And then this is where they're going to live for three years. Mm. Crazy. Is there any like any, any spicy tea? Mm, nothing like spicy that like as spicy as your viewers tea that i see on instagram you know like <laughs> we don't have people like having sex in the the, the mouse room unfortunately what? yeah you, i know you don't do that i do that all the time oh my gosh like i definitely think people are doing it in the call rooms but no one that i actually know of you know oh wait what's what's a call room yeah so a call room is like when we're there for for our 24-hour calls we have like beds and showers 
like a room with a bed and a shower. Oh. People definitely are having sex in there, right? But unfortunately, I've never caught anyone. So you need to put up a camera. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can live feed it on your Instagram. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Like, see what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be like Big Brother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I say that. I don't even watch Big Brother, but I just know a lot of the the drama, the juicy stories that come from Big Brother. All righty. Thank you so much, Jessica. Do you have any words of advice for my listeners? Um. Yes. My advice is find yourself a partner or support system who will really support you through your, you know, your toughest times, because Mm. ultimately it's the people you come home to that will help you, you know, get through your PhD program through working 28 hour days. And so make sure you find someone who supports what you do and and then you'll be happy. Charlie is like, mm. Love I know. Man. Love it, man. I don't know if he remembers <laughs> me, but I, I oh, love hanging out. <laughs> I love hanging out with him. He's he's amazing. He was fun. Uh, I remember we played Just Dance together. He was the only one, the <laughs> only person who wanted to play Just Dance with me. If my listeners want to follow you, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram. Ooh, the I'm IG. at Nice. Um, for those that are wondering, where did the Beal come from? That is her. That's her maiden name. No, no, no. That's my husband's name. Beal? Beal's my, yeah, Messier is my maiden name. But I actually never, like, changed my name. I was too lazy. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was the opposite. Oh, my God. Ah! What a bad friend. Man. I know. I'm canceled. <laughs> canceled. All right. Thank you so much, Jess. And I hope we can see each other again in Houston. Yeah, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, too. Dumpling party. So you sold your house? Sold our house. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay, let, let, let me end this podcast and I want to catch yeah. up with you. Okay. okay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.